Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. chance to score a free pair of tickets by the way this is not your only chance we got another what? one coming up here at about 15 minutes in the same hour so My stay goodness. tuned to 101 espn if you want to go see the retinator <laughs> we've got your opportunity right now to see thomas Rett with special guest cole swindell on saturday may 20th at enterprise center tickets on sale right now or you could just text in 314-399-9646 if you were texture number 101 you can tell me what my own personal hell includes we mentioned this at 12 45 if you have the answer to that question spoiler alert it is a insect so if you can get that correct just to give you an idea on which direction to go uh, my own personal l includes a whole a lot of these we talked about it at 1245 you if you were texture number 101 are going to see the retinator i was really hoping a bee wasn't an insect all right it is. Let- alex <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> my god 101 espn hotline right now happy to go out to be joined by chris kerber the voice of the blues chris how are you doing today my friend fellas i'm, I'm doing well I, I didn't know you had an issue with insects there bk well, just one specific one. If you heard it, Alex gave Don't it away. Don't say it. We weren't supposed to mention it before we got Hold a winner. On, there have been five people who have guessed wrong already. <laughs> I will. Uh, we'll get into that at the end of this interview, Curves. Maybe we can discuss it a little bit further off the air. We can give each other horror stories about which insects we dislike. But I do want to ask you a little bit about the playoffs that we've been watching, Curbs. What have you learned from the games that we have seen thus far and the teams that have seen some success here in the postseason? Well, I mean, it, it just, you know, I, I think to me the biggest thing is something that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, and that is that NHL playoffs still have to be the absolute best playoffs of any of the sports. Now, what makes it so is the energy of the game, the intensity of the games, the physicality of the games. It increases dramatically with everything on the line compared to what you might see on a regular basis, game in, game out in the regular season, you know, but uh, just the level of intensity of these games has been great. We haven't seen a decrease in scoring. You haven't seen things tighten up. I mean, we see Pavelski last night with four goals, and then they lose in overtime. So, man, to me, you're seeing the setup in the regular season continue. But on top of that, you're seeing the intensity and the physicality part of it, too. And it is, I mean, I, I, I went to a function this morning and a doorman at the hotel was talking about how just he much he loves watching playoff hockey because of that. And it's just going from one game to the next. So I, I think the overall level of play and intensity that you see 
just tells you exactly where you've got to be by game number 82 of a regular season. Curbs, do you get as uh, depressed as I do every time I see Matthew Kachuk dominate a game in the playoffs? No, I, I'm beyond that now, bud. I, I just I get excited for him. I'm so happy to see his success and what he's doing, and I'm happy that that trade worked out for him and the Florida Panthers. And Look, I've, I've checked on several different angles here. The Blues were heavily involved. The Blues did what they could. The reality of it was is when Huberto got put up there by Florida and you're trading a 115-point player, you got outbid. And uh, and you know what? Good for good for Matthew. It, it's, it's actually been kind of fun to watch what he's doing. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerbs, I get emotional thinking about it. Yeah, but me my... too. I'm not over it. My secondary team, the New York Rangers, were eliminated uh, from the postseason already. And I did want to ask you about their offseason because, I mean, they they added a couple of big-time players, big names at the deadline with Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. They've got a roster crunch and a cap crunch coming this offseason. We've talked a bit about this on the show of whether or not, specifically with the Rangers, but other teams as well, Maybe an RFA could make sense for the Blues to trade for this offseason for that final spot on the roster in their top nine forwards. Alexi Lafreniere is one of the names that we've kind of kicked around here internally. Former number one overall pick, going to be an RFA this offseason, still just 21 years old. Curbs, when you think conceptually about something like that, do you think that's something that could make some sense for the Blues? Yeah, I, I do think it is. I, I do think it it, it does uh, potentially make some sense for the Blues. That type of thing. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if the Lafreniere aspect of it is available or what it is. But you're at, you're thinking along the the right lines. Doug Armstrong met with our organization this morning. We had a, like an organizational wide meeting, and you know he, he he said a lot of the same things that he has said publicly in terms of you know expectations and. Uh, you know, barring the cap going up, which now the cap could still go up if the new head of the PA, you know, gets with Batman and negotiates. But right now, everybody's operating with the understanding that they expect the cap to go up by just a million bucks. But next year, they expect it to go up by five or six and maybe another five or six the following year. That's when the, those next two years are when you'd expect the Blues to be much heavier in the free agent market. So to your point, they are going to be looking for to trade for a player that's under team control, uh, a player that neither has term, uh, you know, and in that 25, 26 age range. Otherwise, it doesn't fit the bill of what Doug is looking to do or what Doug is asking for right now. So, Lafreniere is an interesting one, too, because, you know, the Rangers put out that, they put out a letter saying we're going to go into a rebuild. They get the first overall pick, they pick them. They've really advanced that rebuild, you know, very quickly, right? He's 21 years of age. You've got to have some more patience here. Again, when we're talking Thomas and Kyra, we're talking Thomas just finishing year five. Kyra just finishing year two in terms of full 82-game seasons. These things take some time. Robertson for the, the Dallas Stars, you know, you're talking year six, year seven. It takes time. But if you get a team that's willing to move with a potential start, well, then you got to jump on them. It's just... It also shows you one other thing, I guess, along those lines. Just because you have a high draft pick doesn't mean they're always going to hit, and not immediately at least. Curves, to your to your statement of Doug looking for somebody in that 25- to 26-year-old range, would he consider somebody 21, 22, 23 if it was like a Lafreniere? Oh, and I only ask this because 
if you're in this retool and you want to go quicker, you are would be you're, you would be taking a chance on a younger player who has more time and you need more patience with. Well, yeah, I know. I, I would, depending on that player, I would think absolutely you would look at it. Now, it would depend on what your scouts think of that player. Do they think he could develop or what? But having said that, guys, I'd have to think. I'd really have to think that if the the New York Rangers were willing to part with them, then they're looking. To, then they're probably looking for that player that's in that twenty six, twenty seven range, right? That that like they might be looking for the same kind of player that's a little older that Doug's looking for, you know, from you to 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 make that deal. I just I can't imagine the New York Rangers with, with where they are, even though they're disappointed with this first round exit. I can't imagine that with where they are, they're willing to part with that just to go grab another guy that one, a draft pick that they had to pick and then wait to develop or two, just, just another guy that, um, that, that doesn't fit a mold. Like they're in an interesting spot either way, because they obviously mortgaged and traded a lot to get Tarasenko. Uh, didn't have to trade that much to get, uh, to get Kane, but add that into the package and it didn't work out. So, whether they re-sign one of those guys is important, but uh, I think a package for Lafreniere at this point still would have to be reasonably stiff, I would think. I, I think so, too. Curves, the problem for them is like they're up against it with a cap. They've got 14 guys signed right. for next season, and they've already got $72 million committed, and the cap is expected to be around $83 million. They've got like... $10 million to sign 10 players. And they got Keandre Miller, who they got to lock up. So it, it just, the numbers get really tight. And so maybe Lafreniere is not the guy that they end up moving this offseason. But, like, whether it's them, whether it's the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, there are teams that just, the the, um, the New Jersey Devils, there's a lot of teams that are entering the period where the Blues were over the last couple of years, where it's just you got to make really hard decisions and you've got to determine which guy you're willing to build around, which guy you're willing to keep as a part of your core. Alex brought up another guy that I think actually might even make even more sense, and that's Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning. No idea what the Lightning's plans are this offseason, and I wouldn't expect him to get a massive pay raise, but he'll get something, and they're basically at the cap before they even get into the offseason with very little flexibility. So I'm going to be really curious, Curbs, what this cap crunch means for some of the contenders around the NHL. BK, you're absolutely right. And that's why i got to think if you're a Blues fan right now, you're almost hoping the cap doesn't go up right now. Yeah, for sure. Because if the cap doesn't go up this year, and this is the year that the Blues are not going to be actively overactive, I should say, would be one way to look at it in free agency. You want some of those other teams to feel the pain. The Blues have not been able to maybe keep some players, some core players, whether it's O'Reilly, Perron, or whomever, because after they won the Cup, they basically spent the last four years in a flat cap era. Okay? No other, you know, and, and, and that's been huge. And so when contracts came due, they've been kind of stuck. Then you almost want this to continue for about one more year and uh, and see what becomes available. Because to your point, do the Rangers have to look at maybe trading Amika Zibanejad? You know, do, I'll take a Chris Kreider. Well, yeah, they, they signed him to such a long-term deal. But, yeah, okay, but what one of him? What about, uh, like, like I mean, as Alex said, they got to lock up Keandre Miller. You know, can they lock him up? I mean, could, can they? What are they going to have to do to be able to get him locked up? And, and so we've seen cap casualties around the league. I think if you keep this flat cap one more year, you're going to see even more cap casualties and some players changing and could make for a really interesting draft time 
as some of these teams are trying to clear space. Curse, when you get home, go look at uh, Tampa and Toronto and their cap situation oh, going yeah. into the offseason. Like, oh, it's crazy. Dude, it's a nightmare. It's insane. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning have $2.4 million projected in space. They have 15 guys signed. I, I don't even yeah. like that's a that's a math equation that does not compute. You literally have to move significant players from that roster to make it possible. And so, like, it sounds crazy right now for me to say something like, hey, they could maybe move on from a Steven Stamkos in the offseason or a uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Like, none of this makes any sense. And yet you look at the money on their books and you're, you say to yourself, hey, something weird is going to have to happen for one of these teams this offseason and probably multiple. Yeah. Well, so some teams are probably going to have to find some players that have season-long injuries. Uh, some guys are going to have to hope for they're going to have to hope for retirement. But to your point, I mean, and this you're listen, this is huge in so many ways because to your to your point, these guys, one Tampa Bay, you went all in. It might be time to do a slight rebuild, but it puts you into perspective of exactly where Doug Armstrong is. Doug Armstrong was looking at a scenario going, I know I can't sign Perron, O'Reilly, Tarasenko. For that matter, even Miko had some long-term deals because of where the cap is, and he ripped the Band-Aid off a year or two earlier than maybe he totally needed to. That might save the Blues some time. Like, I saw, like, Emily Kaplan, for example, put out a tweet and says, look at the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this is how you do a rebuild. Yeah, if you want a 10-year rebuild. They've made playoffs twice in 10 years. They've had two first overall picks, a second overall pick, and they've had six top seven picks, right? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, if you want a bad hockey for an entire decade, you do it that way. The Blues, more along the lines of the L.A. Kings and maybe even the Dallas Stars with their 2017 draft, Doug Armstrong said, if I wait, I might have to go the route of the Blackhawks, the Sabres, and the Devils. I don't want to do that, and that's because he's been really smart with the cap. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. People are invited to Enterprise Center tonight, 5 to 8 o'clock for the open house. People will enjoy behind-the-scenes arena tours of Enterprise Center. That includes the Blues locker room, suites, and premium seating areas as well. You get free popcorn out there, sodas provided. So go out there 5 to 8 o'clock to check out the Enterprise Center and the St. Louis Blues open house. Curbs, appreciate the time as always, man. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend. Thanks.